practicing. Um, my uh, our podcast. We're in our home and not really sure what we're gonna structure this as, but we're gonna you know, share what we know and do our best to just be honest and have integrity. So since we're in our home, we're gonna start with home stuff. So what I've been dealing with, with this week is uh, as far as a mom, being a mommy is concerned, is how to keep motivating your children even though they don't want to try so hard in school. Uh, so when they get bad grades, they get Fs or Ds, and they kind of think that it's okay to just you know, say, oh, I'm trying, and they don't really, they're not really trying, but they're doing the best they can because they don't realize that there's actually more they can actually do. Oh, okay, so yes, I'm not by myself. So this is uh, Mr. JG, the CEO and founder of G-Sound Music, as you can see. And the producer of this show. Yes. Thank you. The producer, cameraman, mic man, lighting man, man of the house, <laughs> man of the child we're talking about, you know, it's kind of all over, all over everything. <laughs> so... We're gonna start with just a few quick things. There's three top sections we're gonna like explain this. So the first thing to do is to basically have the child tell you what's going on in school. Have the conversations. Like even though kids do not wanna to talk to their parents, they don't wanna tell us what's going on. If we keep asking and we find a way to relate to them by any means, we can kinda of get that going through just basic conversations and then follow up from there. So our daughter's school has uh, access online, so we can see all of her grades online. We can find out if she's late, absent, um, the teacher can leave comments, she can email the teacher. So with that being said, not every school has that, so because we have that available, we take advantage of it. So I pretty much check it a couple times a week. I have my daughter check it a couple times a week so she can be on top of what she's doing for herself. So um, the fact that she's in a charter school does also make a big difference, uh, but at the end of the day, it's still a public school, it's still a school. So she's in middle school and that's, you know, every school's gonna be created different, but you just kind of maneuver it around what you have to work with. So you have to understand your child. You have to know your cap the capabilities of that child. You have to know what they like, what they don't like, what their weaknesses are, what their strengths are, and you can kind of maneuver a lot from that point because you are not uh, coming from a, a blank slate. You have some type of responsibility yourself in recognizing how your child learns. Everybody does not learn the same. Uh, we all know that because not all adults learn the same. So they're just little human beings and they are just like us. They just have... Uh, you know, less experience on this earth and it's our job to help them through those things. So when I say understand your child, you really have to find a way to, to connect with them and uh, see where their grades are. I know our daughter's a A student. She's pretty much worked hard. She has to work hard for her A's. They don't come easy for her. But we stay on top of her and she's able to give that effort. So we know how far we can push her and we also know what she can actually do based on what she's learned in school, <clears throat> excuse me, learned in school since kindergarten. Now she's in seventh grade, and so we're trying to get her to that point where she can 
self-manage herself and have uh, an idea of who she is, who she's going into as a young lady. And she's in an all-girls school, so that presents this other side of challenges with just us beautiful females being beautiful females. Um, but we're trying to get her to, to kind of start make, making her own waves and doing her own thing. Uh, we're just guiding her through those things. So we find out that she has an F in social studies, which is officially called U.S. History 1. So I guess that's the seventh grade change that um, the actual curriculum is going for. So with that said, it's not going to be the same middle school social studies she was used to. So when we found out that she was having uh, a lot of troubles where she was an F student, um, all her other grades, she's an A plus B student in every other subject except social studies or history. So I knew something was wrong and I had to do what I had to do to figure out what that was and I had to start with her because she's the one that experiences every day she knows what that class is you know what the teachers are so we had to start there so that's where you really really want to start conversations looking at the grades um, finding out from the actual from your child like what's what's the struggle with the information is it because they don't understand is it because they're not paying attention are they distracted all the time um, are they sleepy? Are they hungry? Is it right after lunch, right before lunch? Um, all of those little things really make a big difference on how you see um, how you see the problem and, of course, trying to find a solution at the end of the day. Um, the reason she explained to us that history was kind of hard was because she is distracted in class, because the teacher doesn't always finish the lessons. She has a hard time controlling the class at times. And also because she said the information is just hard. She doesn't understand. So you would think, okay, you don't understand. You're a student. You know if you don't understand, you ask questions. You put yourself out there. They have office hours for the teachers during specific times that the children can always go see them see the teachers whenever they're scheduled to have their office time. And she has a lot of things available to her that she's experienced before, yet she wasn't using any of these things. So it's not really the information so much. In this case, it was pretty much everything. It was the information as well as, you know, her being an advocate for herself and asking for help. So that's where we started, and uh, from there you go to kind of step two, which is find the root cause of it. So the root cause could be anything from uh, her not doing her homework, uh, her not listening, she's doing all the talking in class, talking to her friends, passing notes, or it's just a matter of um, the information truly is that hard, and she's just she does not even know how to even begin to focus or have some type of concentration on it. The, the issues or the the subject at hand. Uh, she was going through some things with um, understanding how to relate to the information. So they were talking about slavery, talking about Jamestown and Virginia, and all these things that I kind of don't remember just because it's so long ago. But we all know what slavery is, and it's it has to do with our people. It has to do with people that look just like her, and the fact that she was having a hard time connecting to information that was about her just was really kind of dumbfounded for me because I know when we were growing up, right, Jay, you probably can confirm that we loved anything black. I mean, it doesn't, we don't want to talk about slavery, but the fact that they're mentioning us is better than not mentioning us. Would you agree? Yeah. So anyway, we, um, 
we just had her explain to us what was going on in class. I had her bring her notebook home. I wanted to see how she was writing her notes. Um, and just a sidebar, I'm not a teacher, but I love education. I had a really good education growing up, and my parents sacrificed to make sure I did that. I went to college. I got my degree. So I just know how important it is, and it's something that uh, is part of my makeup. You know, she's always been a, a reader ever since she was little. We always read books to her. She always had a lot of books. That was more or less what she enjoyed more than actual toys at times. So, uh, yeah, that's just kind of like a little background on me. But um, not, I'm not a teacher. I'm nowhere near a professional. But I use my common sense. And I know how I got through school. And I listen to how others got through school. And I know what a lot of our experiences are just in vast, vastly different types of schools, Catholic school, public school, high school, middle school, college, you know, so that all helps. Anyway, so we had her bring a notebook home. There was not a lot of notes in the notebook, so it's kind of hard to study when there's no notes. So come to find out, most of, they, most of the things that they have are given in assignments online or actual papers. So all these papers are in her folder, which the folder was in the locker at school during the weekend. So we couldn't start off the way we wanted to. So what I chose to do was go online and uh, type in the title of what they were working on. And I found the website, uh, I believe it was Botanica, which is like, like the old school encyclopedias we used to use back in the day. So I had her start there and I had her write her own notes. So I had her read through write down what she remembered as far as what the teacher was talking to her about or talking to the class about and start from there. So this way she's number one jogging her memory. Um, she's reading another aspect of the information and this way it's at her own pace because she's reading it. And number three, she's actually writing it down which also helps with retaining the information. So if your child is one of those children that doesn't like to write and has sloppy handwriting and you don't even understand, they don't understand what they've, what they've written down, that's another area that you can just use to improve their overall hand, um, penmanship and their handwriting skills so they know how to decipher information and know what details are necessary and what details are not necessary. And this way they can build those skills because they're going to need them as they go forth. Um, as they go forth. Because seventh grade is just the beginning. We go up to eighth and then we're jumping into high school and then you'll, before we know it, it's going to be college. So what they're learning now, what they've been learned, has all, all has its place and all has its purpose. So we want to make sure that we are doing our best to help them through to get the skills so that they can keep these skills going on. Uh, yeah, so she brought the folder home and it wasn't a lot in there. But what, she, what I decided to have her do was go through all of her quizzes, classwork, homework, sheets, um, exit tickets, which are pretty much questions after the teacher goes through a certain assignment that day. So that day they'll be discussing whatever. It'll be two or three questions as an exit ticket that will be graded. So that's how her class, that's how her, um, some of her grades are, are, are calculated. So that's what she has to work with. And she also has her quizzes and her exams. So her job was to go through and try to organize it as best she can with dates so she knows what came first. She was supposed to go through and actually change all of the answers or update the answers that were marked incorrectly. And then she can correct them and this way she has uh, the information she needs so she can continue to study. Um, 
again, all we did was just go through the notes. So it's not really hard if you know your child and you know that, you know, they know how to write better than what they are. You know, you go through different techniques that they can use to help them sort out the information. If the teacher says, hey, I guess you guys need to pay attention to what I'm saying or repeat it twice or three times, you know that that's something you need to look out for the test. So those little things are the things that I talk to her about and I help her through. Um, I feel like I'm saying um a lot. But anyway, we're going to work on that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, in this second stage is really just about getting to know the material for yourself as the parent, what they're dealing with. So you can find the root cause on why they're not connecting to the, to the material. Um, I also know that uh, most kids want to succeed. Even if no one tells them to succeed, they know deep down they want to do better than what they are. Even, even if they're doing great, they always want to do better. And that's what you're looking for. You're looking for that passion. And you're looking for, you're looking for them to like want to do great and want to be great. And they have to work. They have to put that effort in. And you as a parent, even if you don't have a great education yourself, you do understand, you should understand at least the, the basis of hard work and doing your best at all times. So this is what we're trying to get out of our children, which is the reason this even bothers us. And it should bother them as well. So once we get to the information, she knows where she is. If she makes those answers, uh, she corrects those answers to all the, the questions she got wrong a week ago or two weeks ago. In the present moment, they should be able to answer those questions because they've learned from their mistakes, hopefully. If they haven't, then you know we got to go deeper. And you just go as far as you can. Every time you hit a level, you go a little further until you feel satisfied with that answer. Once you know what that is, then you can make a plan and you can reach out for the, to, for the teacher and you know, you as a parent know and the child also knows, okay, this is what we're struggling, this is what we have to do. So the third kind of surrounding solution-based that we're gonna do with this problem is we're gonna make every effort to explain to them and to put inside of their, their minds and their hearts that they need to have responsibility for themselves. They need to actually want to do better this goes out the window if they don't care. And they only are not gonna care if you don't care. So you have to put your effort in there. You have to make sure that you understand what they're dealing with in order to help them out of it. Every child is different. Everybody's gonna have different experiences, but you, their parent, you're their guardian. You've been with them their whole life. You should be able to find a way around it and get them to the place where they can actually look at themselves and say, all right, I can do better than this. So once we get to that point, we're going to be parents. You know, we're going to step back. We're going to say, okay, these are, these are our plans. This is what you should do. What do you think you should do? And you want to put, in there, put the ball in their court. You want to say, what are you going to do about this? How are we going to handle this? How are we going to fix this? And then that's when you're looking for that, that, that trigger for them to say, okay, well, I should do this. I should do that. I should study more. I should bring my notebook home. Um, I should try harder in class. I shouldn't be totally distracted. Uh, but if you're not getting that, then you got to go to old-fashioned punishment. You got to start taking all they shit from them. You got to do what you got to do. They ain't going to like it. They going to cry. They going to they gonna act a fool. But if you know it's important enough for them to do, they'll get over it. And eventually, when they succeed, they're going to be thankful that you did that. So, parents, you got to toughen up. You got you to gotta go old school with them. You got to do what you got to do. And that's what we do. 
we go old school when we have to. We're new school parents, but we got a lot of old school values. So that's how we roll, and that's how we've been raising her, and she kind of knows this by now. But again, we're also trying to get her to a place where she can take self responsibility and she can advocate for herself she knows what she needs she knows where she's made her mistakes now it's her it's her job to get herself out of it so we reach out to teachers even if you're not in a school a charter school or some place where you feel like the the actual uh, teachers are as engaged as they should or the administration is not as 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 engaged as they should be you got to do what you have to do but the teachers are there for a reason. They're getting a check. They are there to teach. So you need to do whatever you have to do to get your child the help. And if that means going to meet with the teachers or having email conversations, phone calls, do what you got to do, parents. Don't be afraid. Just feel like you don't have to, like, uh, just ask. You know, you're not overstepping your boundaries in any way, shape, or form. And I, nine times out of ten, the teacher's going to actually agree with you and the teacher's going to say, oh, thank you. Oh, you, I can't believe you contacted me. Like, what do you need me to do? They're going to be more than eager to help, especially if their heart is in the right place. So that's what we hope all of us, all of our children have two teachers that care about them to that degree. And that's what, you know, it's going to take you putting it out there, parents, for you to do that. So once you do that, See if you can find websites. Do some research. If your child needs extra tutoring, maybe there's a fa another family member in high school that can tutor them or someplace you can take them or, you know, some type of online service. There's a lot of opportunities now that we didn't have. Everything we had was in books. We had to actually research, go to the library, and sit there and read. <laughs> and if we couldn't read, then we had to find somebody that could help walk us through things. Now they could just ask Google, and she got it covered for you. He or she. Is Google or he or she? Uh, hey, Google. Are you a female or a male? I try to stay neutral. There you go. She tries to stay neutral. So right now she's going to be a female. <laughs> anyway. Sidebar. <laughs> um, yeah. So once we reach out to our teachers, we get our kids on a study schedule. Meaning that simply just have them bring their stuff home once a, during the weekend when they know a test is coming up or it's been two weeks, they ain't had no quiz, no tests, uh, common sense saying up, oh, you about to get tested on something soon. So have them bring their stuff home instead of having them sit in front of the computers or on their pads, on the PlayStation or on the Xbox and on and on and on. We got to be parents even on the weekends. And believe me, I know it's so much better when they are just engaged and they're in their own world and you could be in your own world because we have to deal with our own stresses and life regardless. But it's not always about us. It's about our children. So we have to do what we have to do. So an hour or two during the weekends is not a lot of time where you consider how much time they spend talking to their friends and FaceTiming and doing their music leads and everything else. You can have a few minutes for them, a few hours during that weekend for them to review. Have them go through their stuff. Just read it over. It just doesn't take a lot. We're not talking about high school level stuff. We're talking middle school. So all they have to do is just review, go through, see what they're doing for the week, see what content they've had even if you don't understand it parents fake it till you make it it's about them feeling supported so at the end of the day you don't have to grasp all the information and feel like you're in school with them and you're repeating the seventh, seventh grade also all you have to do is just show the interest 
okay? Let them tell you what's going on. You don't have to sit there and try to teach them at home, okay? So once you have them on this this pattern where they understand that they have to put a little more effort into reviewing. They can't just take it upon themselves to just, oh, I know the information and the test is tomorrow and they haven't studied not one bit. Do what you can to enforce that and keep that in the forefront. And when they don't do it, you punish them for it. Even if it's just simply, okay, well, you didn't want to do the hour of studying, that means you get an hour off your social time or an hour off your phone, an hour off your, your game. And believe me, you don't want to do that, but when you do it, and you stick by it, don't be a punk parent and say, oh, never mind, you can get back on it just because you don't want to be bothered. No, you have to be, you have to stick to it. But once you do and you see the results and they see the results, they see you're not playing, you'll see a whole new child come before you, <laughs> even if it's just a glimmer. <laughs> it's something's better than nothing. So when we do that, we reach out to the teachers. The other aspect is that what we can do is... Be a little creative. Like, if you have to trick them into watching a documentary or take them to a museum or to the Schomburg in Harlem, like, make it a family event. You know, if you have other children, you know, make it so it, it becomes fun. It becomes something that you can creatively, creatively do. Now, aside from the controversy, one thing I used to love about the Cosby show when I used to watch it all the time when I was little was... How, he, how Heathcliff Hustable always found a way to teach the lesson in a fun and creative way. Yes, it might have been a harsh lesson, but the kids got it at the end. And I think at the end of the day, the writing on that show was everything because it did not shy away from the things that black people experience. It did not shy away from just overall human experiences, you know, boy problems, girl problems, school problems, best friend problems, you know, man and man man and wife problems. It just it, it had all the generations in there, the grandparents, everything all the way down to the youngest one and it and it gave us an idea on like, wow, like, oh, okay, like I never knew nobody did that or oh, wow. That makes sense. So tap into that part of yourself and it only comes from love. If you love your children, you'll find a way to be creative. You know, when you say in your prayers and you in your thoughts, it's just what could I do different? You know, where could I take her to get her more into math or to get her to love science or whatever? We're here in New York City, so there's like a wide variety of things that we can take her to and experience different different things. And even if money is tight or, you know, time is tight, you don't have to do it every single weekend or every single day. Just do what you can when you can. But find a way to be creative about it. That always makes a big difference. And, uh, yeah, just reach out. You know, you might have a coworker who's going through the same thing. You might meet a parent on the way dropping your kid to school who you just see all the time. You just say, pull them over, like, hey, how you doing? You know, how's your daughter doing in this class or that class? Is she doing okay? Oh, no, she's not okay. What do you do? You know, and talk to other parents. Don't be afraid. And I think that's part of our problem. We're, we're so ashamed to, like, really reach out and ask for help. So... The same way we want our children to ask for help from their teachers and from their school. You have to do the same thing with, you know, the people that you have in your family, people you have, you know, contact with in your community, and just do your best. So those are just some bottom line things that I think we can uh, start working on to help our kids see their value in themselves and the value of hard work. And that school is just not 
somewhere to just go just because you gotta go we we tell we tell our daughter like this is your job you know everybody has a job to do and your job is to educate yourself and to take care of yourself learn how to do those things because when you grow up we're not going to always be around your parents you know your parents are here forever your parents who my mother says when you're a parent you're always a parent so you'll be a parent until you're 60 years old you know your, your children are 60 years old so my baby my <laughs> come here sit on my lap <laughs> like we love our children so let's start showing them that there's more to this world than just, you know, playing around. We have to learn how to balance it and be serious. And I know our president don't help, all, you know, with all that. But, you know, we want them to not be idiots. <laughs> so we're going to have to work a little harder because that's all they're seeing right now. So it takes a lot of work. But we can do it. And, yeah. So good luck. And hopefully this helps you. Daddy, are you working on a new video?